Oh, you said it with an O. Hola, buenos dias, soy Nico, and today we are back for our first mini episode. I'm going to choose to ignore what's happening on camera because you can't see it. Um, Today we're actually going to be talking about dating in link-up culture, and it kind of pertains to a Patreon-exclusive video I did this week. Or was it last week? I'm going to give it a question mark. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But basically, it discusses how things have become more complicated because a lot of people, instead of actually putting the effort, actually wanting to go on dates and communicate, they just lean to, do you want to link up? And maybe I've been around the block a few times, but as someone who is fairly, you know, I have expertise when it comes to this topic, link ups don't involve a lot of communication, don't always involve a lot of bonding. Sometimes there's cuddles afterwards, but... It definitely does not fill the void that comes from actually dating. But Star Mother, you have your hand up. Yes, hello, I'm Star Mother, and I was checking myself for breast exam, so you guys know what was happening on camera. Um, I do not have breast cancer at this moment, thank God. Now, <laughs> on to the topic at hand. <laughs> um, we bring up linking culture, but what dating culture has been established for a lot of people of color in the community? Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I didn't go on my first date, like real date, um, until I was like in my twenties and by twenties, I mean, like I was 21 and I had to try really, really, really hard to get somebody to go on a date with me. Um, mm. most men through different apps and most settings kind of are only in the space to hook up, especially depending on age demographic, but I usually look for guys older than me. So even then, so I forgot what the original question was. I mean, was yes, I'm still in my 20s, Ellen. <laughs> LOL. But no, I mean, I think that's that's an interesting conversation to have because, I mean, I grew up, I first identified as straight, then I identified as bisexual, then gay. So I had gone on a few dates with girls by the time I had actually started pursuing men. But even then, I'd say my first date was when I was 19 because at that point I had to actually have moved out I had my own car. I had the freedom to actually go places without being questioned. And I'd say I had to work for it a little bit because most people, they're on the dry. Hey, what you doing? Looking, you know, that those kind of quick, uh, cute questions. So it kind of leaves a lot of room for the actual invite. Uh, Alan, your hand is up. I feel like it is a combination of a lot of things. I think that one, when you go after a lot of DL people, you don't, as a consequence of that, it's harder to like end up in a relationship. So I think that for people that go out, like people that talk to like more out people, whether it be like maybe through like Tinder or, you know, me through the apps and stuff, it's more, I think more likely to lead to a relationship when people do that stuff. And then like, and I don't know if it's like a cultural thing because where I'm from, like I said, I think before when we talked about similar topics, like when I was when I went, when I first started going on the apps, like like officially when I turned like 18 and stuff, mm -hmm. a lot of the guys my age were looking for relationships. And so like I think that it's I think that so like I think that uh because there's like were more out people when I turned 18. Like it was more like a lot of more people were out maybe than people were in the past. I think that there was interesting enough. I would say that I think that the opposite has happened. Like as dating mm -hmm. has to become more prolific and like 
um, in the gay community, like versus like just hookup apps. I think that like more people are looking for relationships. Like if you go, like when I go on Tinder and mm-hmm. I look at what people are looking for and like their little vials and stuff, they always say they're looking for like relationships and stuff. So maybe that's like a concept. Like, but when I go on, like when obviously when I go on Grinder, I'm not looking for that. And the people on Grinder and that are on Jack, I'm not looking for that. But like when I'm on mm-hmm. Tinder yeah. or like Be Okay or something like that, a lot of people I meet through those apps are mm-hmm. looking for relationships. That's interesting because. I've had the opposite experience on Jacked. Um, I will say that in the past, when I was first coming up, uh, I had to usually work for the relationship, work for the first date. But all of the relationships, we were all young, and we never really had that opportunity to properly date within our teens. So it was kind of like those popcorn relationships where oh we're together for like two weeks and then we're not. Then I'm together with this person for two weeks. So I never really got a good grasp on dating until recently. And I'd say the apps landscape wise has changed for me for this whole fact that when I do log on to Jack, usually when I'm in a different city, because I'm like, who's gay, you know, um, that's when I have the most people trying to get into like a- an actual relationship. I'd say Grinder is still the landscape where if you just want like one night of random fun that you'll probably, you know, look back upon. Maybe. It would be the best app, but actually Tinder and Jacked is where a lot of people try to legitimately date, at least in the areas that I visit, let's say New York, L.A., even in Houston. Well, I think the difference is that um, I live, so to say I live in North Carolina, in the place, in the area I live in, a lot of the Mm -hmm. people that I uh, come into contact with are like from like colleges and stuff. So they're like Mm -hmm. young people and they're, they're out and they're looking for relationship so I think that that might be a consequence of like the area that I'm in as well Mm -hmm. so like it just it works really well for looking for that kind of thing um and I think that um also there's like a lot of HBCUs and stuff so like there's a lot of gay black men that come Mm. through these areas specifically so it makes it easier to find people that are gay and black and looking for relationships i think must be nice when i was growing up um it's so funny it's like i was growing up like near an hbcu as well um prairie view i don't know where that is i don't know if you know where that is but um it's it there's a lot of black people if you go the extra distance but i didn't have a car so the area that i was in there was not a large amount of black people and if there were they were in like their early early to mid 30s while I was like in my early 20s so it just didn't work out but that's also a thing like if if I like I could probably there's there's a lot of HBCUs and within like a 50 mile radius of where I live Mm -hmm. and I I recently moved back to the city um so that I and I saw I've been in this city for like a a while and then I moved back here after Mm -hmm. I turned 18 so I was out of the city from like 16 to like maybe like 21 or like maybe like 16 or 20 and then I moved back here and then so like I I know that in this area specifically even where I moved to after mm-hmm. I moved to this city there's there's still like within the 50 mile radius there's probably I, I like Shaw you uh NC uh Central there's um uh St. St. Augustine yes but there's, there's, so there's a lot of like uh, young black North Carolina a t which is one of the biggest HPUs in the country North Carolina a t is mm-hmm. and so it's central so like 
those there's so it's not they're not just hbcus but they're big hbcus too mm. oh it it there's just a lot of a lot of traffic oh wssu what's the state university so oh. well hold on we're gonna get to star mother your hand is up you're muted baby Looking back um <laughs> And I agree with a lot of what, uh, or I have a point that agrees with what Alan says, or that kind of alludes to agreement to his, which is just kind of like, it does become locational. Mm. Um, and maybe how you advertise yourself and all those different things. Because in California, I was not in a very black neighborhood. Um, all the black people migrated when I was in middle school. So I didn't get to see them. Hi, Ian. Um, then I went to Virginia. And I was in Virginia Beach, but there just wasn't a lot of people around my area. And I went to Hawaii, not a lot of black people except for military and all the military men are whores. Um, oh. I'm not gonna sit here and lie, military men are whores. I was <laughs> once time a slut, but we're not gonna talk about that in this forum. Um, what's next? Oh, and then now I'm here in Baltimore and- There has to be black people in Baltimore. Oh no, there's black people in Baltimore, but all oh. the black but all the black men that try to approach me uh, on any kind of app usually come with some very uh, disrespectful ways of coming towards me, of uh, expecting a lot, sending pictures, but not pictures of their face. It's crazy. It's that's that's one yeah. thing that I've never understood, just to interject. I don't understand how you feel more comfortable sending me an up-close picture of your asshole or like your penis, but not your face. I feel like that's a little more personal. I've gotten to the point where I started asking these men, if you approach me without sending a Facebook, do you are you putting on a paper bag? Am I supposed to experience you with a paper bag? Um, with a ski mask on? Is that what we're doing? Not here? the push ice Okay. But ultimately, when it comes to dating, I do think it is very much um comes down to your area where what is around you, what the mindset of the people is around you, the culture. Mm. Um a lot of people around here in Baltimore, they tough and they don't want to be soft. And for some reason, you ask somebody to take you on a date or you say you want to take them on a date and they get real defensive, like you take them too seriously and they think we're going into a relationship. And it's just like, I just want to get to know you. I don't even want to like get that deep right now because I got trust issues and I don't know you like that yet. But that's just me kind of like both agreeing with Alan's point that like there are people who do want to date. There are people who are looking for relationships, especially across different apps. Mm -hmm. But in my experience, I just haven't been able to go to those places across multitudes of apps. And the men who do try to approach me on a relationship just aren't good choices for me. Understandable. I respect that. Um, Bill, your hand is up as well. And then we'll get to Trey. Yeah, I was just going to say that I think that a change in this, because I'm, I'm in my 30s. Mm -hmm. And there were not nearly as many apps when I was, you know, in my early twenties as there are now. Mm. And also just being out uh, was not as, you know, marriage equality hadn't happened, things like that. So I think that another part of this is, is that even if you lived in a larger city in those days, mm -hmm. the pool of, of men that you we're going to be able to pull from whether it was on like okay cupid or manhunt all these old things that probably y'all don't even remember <laughs> um but there there was a limited amount and once you went through them it was done so mm. your 
you're you're more likely to be like, you know what, let me try and go on a date with this guy because he actually could be a guy that I could date because there's not 20 more guys. There's only mm-hmm. like five more guys. Whereas today, there's you kind of feel uh like there's endless possibilities so yeah this guy's hot but i don't know if i want to date him but i could hook up with him and never talk to him again and you know that there's 20 more people you could do that with whereas back in those days you couldn't do it so i think it's also just the fact that there's more perceived availability of partners that makes you likely to invest because you're like i'm not through the pool yet that makes sense that's actually a really good point that we don't bring up because the the entire concept of apps and dating sites is still fairly new. I mean, even um, let's say when I was in high school, Grindr was just becoming a thing. So it makes sense that when you did not have a larger source of people to just run through, you actually took the time to get to know somebody to see if they were actually a, an option. And I think I've talked about this in a few videos before where I feel like a lot of people do think that it's just endless and they just keep going and going and going because earlier, I don't know if you were in the chat when I discussed it, I was basically talking about how I used to also serial date when I turned like 19 and moved out for the sole reason that I was on the apps and it just seemed like there was someone new around the corner. So whenever something didn't work out, minor discrepancy, oh, we're done, move on to the next person. Or I did something someone didn't like, oh, we're done, move on to the next person and just kept repeating until I got older to the point where I'm like, wow, I say I've quote unquote dated this person, but I don't even know that much about them. So it actually made me reframe on what I consider dating and what I consider an actual relationship, especially after the fact when you have to sit back and try to remember details about that person. There we have options then too. Um, I'm sorry, but did I did I cut you off? Was there more you wanted to say? No, 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 no. I just, I wanted to bring up that point of, because I think also just contextually, Mm -hmm. this is all like, we're talking about gay culture, but, you know, straight culture is also evolved in this way as well. Like we're living Mm -hmm. within that larger thing where, you know, even 20 years ago, women did not feel as empowered to link up or, you know, have more casual encounters that is much more normalized today, which mm-hmm. I think does have a downstream impact on subcultures like gay culture as well. Mm-hmm. That is true. I, I remember um, growing up, there was a heavy purity force that was happening in the media, um, especially being centered around women. And in today's day and age, it's all about owning one's bodily autonomy and actually enjoying yourself and doing what you want to do as you should. So it's so interesting to see how society has slowly progressed and how it actually trickles down into other communities since we are technically still a minority within a minority. Um, But Trey, you also have your hand up. What's up? You can hear me good? Yes, King, we can hear you. All right. I was going to say that I have actually, I kind of disagree a little bit with what, uh, I don't know who was just speaking earlier, but Bill. Mm-hmm. I have to disagree with you a little bit, just a tiny bit. I know in, in media is this push with women owning their sexuality mm-hmm. and one night stands and all that. But in my experience, it's a little bit more traditional in the sense of whenever I deal with women, mm-hmm. they seem more 
I really, to this day, I've only ever had one one night stand with a woman. Any other mm-hmm. woman I've encountered has been, I want you to date me, take you on a date. I'm not having sex with you until I get to know you. And if we do have sex, we have a title or I want to have a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to guys, that's where it's a lot of the quick and no one's really trying to date first or trying to hook up first. And then after we hook up five or six times, that's when they want to start saying that we have a relationship, but we don't know nothing about each other past us hooking up. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that's attributed to, you know, and it's very old school, but women kind of view sex differently and kind of hold off versus men who are always on go. So when you have two guys who are always on go, then that's why I feel like when it comes to men, it's a lot more quicker and a lot less concerned with mm. it, in my opinion. I feel like that also has like societal implications in the sense that women have always been told that their purity, their virginity, um, who they bear their children to was of a high importance and whenever someone would openly ex- display basically bodily autonomy, they would be slut-shamed by their community, if you were a celebrity, by the entire world. So it was a lot more pressure to seem innocent and more reserved, while gay men, in particular because of our history of not being allowed to marry, not being allowed to properly date, homophobia, you know, gay sex being illegal at one point, it made every encounter have to be quick. And I feel like since our community is so in deep in hookup culture for the sole reason, it was the only way a lot of us could find intimacy, could find, you know, sexual encounters without having to worry for our safety. As our community progressed and as gay became more accepted and legalized, it kind of left us stunted in the sense that, okay, well, now most of us only know sexual encounters. And that's why I feel like after around four or five times of your sexual encounters, they're like, oh, well, I feel vulnerable with you enough that we're in a relationship, yet there's still so much that we don't know about each other just because we've been going on just physical intimacy, if that makes sense. So I heard you say that you feel like we're stunted. So with this new push, and I feel like acceptance when it comes to people of the LGBT, what do you think is holding us back from achieving that status of actually going on dates and being out and actually dating and not just hooking up with each other. I would actually have to say, and this is so funny, now that dating has become so normalized, we also have to realize that we are in the day and age of social media. Um, Not only with dating apps, but just social apps in general. Like Bill has said earlier, a lot of people feel like there's always more options and there's, why would I limit myself to one person? And that's so interesting because I actually had a conversation with one of my long-term exes and he told me about the dude he was talking to and he was basically like yeah i told him i'm having fun with you but i could also be having fun with someone else so why would we change our dynamic And i'm just sitting here like this is what the dating pool has <laughs> it's basically everybody trying to actively keep their options open while still having that person to love and dote on and it's just such an interesting dynamic especially because a lot of people are trying to base their couple's validity on how well they look together on social media so it's it's just dating is becoming more normalized but now everything is more appearance focused is what i'm basically trying to say yes dating pool has piss in it (laughs) i think we also have to remember that like if you're if you're if you want a relationship you have to make that a priority and you have to sometimes 
you have to, uh, you know, let your partners know upfront that that's what you're looking for. And you can't compromise on that. You can't, you have to say, okay, if I'm going to, if I'm going to, if I'm going to hook up with you and I want this to turn a relationship, I'm not going to hook up with you right away. I'm going to, you know, get to know you more first or, you know, make or get, get to know you in the process of hooking up with you. If that's what I want is a relationship, because you have to actually do relationship things if you want to be in a relationship mm -hmm. or like actually go on dates with an intention of being in a relationship and then because a lot of people a lot of even like straight people i i, I know like complain about like this the like the, the the talking stage or a situationship mm -hmm. and if you want something that is more serious you have to lead with the intention of finding things that are more serious or you know i talk to a lot of people who you know won't even meet up with someone until they've talked to them for a certain period of time. And I think that that is something that, you know, a lot of people are really quick to get like instant gratification. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to pace yourself as well as pacing your partner and say like, I don't, even though I'm really attracted to you and I do want to have sex with you, I'm not going to have sex with you for a while because mm -hmm. I want to establish something greater than just a sexual connection at first. I don't I know. Agree. I, I tend to, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say, I agree that it's important to set your boundaries, but you have to remember that rejection is also okay for the sole fact that a lot of men, once they're told, oh, I, I don't want to do that right now. Oh, can we take our time? A lot of them tend to lose interest because they are looking for that. Or they fold. So I wanted to tell people that if that is your goal is to set your boundaries, just make sure you stand by them. And if a guy can't respect your boundaries, then he shouldn't have access to you. So definitely just stand in what you believe in. But Bill, you were going to interject. Um, yeah, I was going to say something, but Yvonne put something in the chat that I, I think mm -hmm. that I find really interesting because I was thinking about as Alan was speaking, like, you know, no offense to, to you, Alan, but some of the stuff you were saying just sounded a bit like um, <clears throat> heteronormative, patriarchal, um, this kind of view that kind of traditional evangelical values kind of say, you know, sex should not be, you know, you should <clears throat> not base a rela relationship on sex or, or kind of make sex into this thing, like this holy thing that should be protected or things like that. And I'm not saying that sex isn't important and invaluable, but I think that it's a little bit like um, restrictive and also puts an, uh, too much of an emphasis on sex. Whenever you're like, oh, you wait a while to have sex, you should get to know someone as if sex is one of these things that's kind of like more of a an addition to a relationship as opposed to an important thing. And I, I say all of that to say, you know, you can go and you can, you know, have sex with someone after your first meeting with them and, you know, be together for 20 years. You can also well, I'm wait. Not saying, I, for, I just want to clarify. I wasn't well, saying I'm that. Sorry, I wasn't just, saying that like, hold on. I wasn't saying that like, I just want to clarify because we're almost out of time. I, I'm, I, I wasn't saying that like, you have to, that you have to withhold sex in order to be in a relationship. I was saying that for people that feel like they're just hooking up, I was saying that something that, something that, you need to you need to prioritize being in or having a relationship connection within that hooking up if that's what you want and not necessarily if you feel like you're just hooking up then maybe it's time to step back 
from the actual to step back from sex so much if that's what you feel like you are constantly being served and that's what you constantly feel like is um if that's what you feel like you're constantly getting out of a relationship i'm not saying that like um basically just change your dynamic yeah so i'm saying that sometimes it it has to do with the situations you put your yourself in and how you how you put yourself out there and what you and like nico was saying the boundary and not respecting your own boundaries when you when you meet up with people well yeah i I was basically saying if you want to set that boundary of you no longer want to strictly just hook up um just be okay with the person's answer because i know a lot of people fold under pressure and just to stick by your boundaries on whatever you decide to do because i've been in situations where i've had sex with somebody and we were together for multiple years after that, you know, after the first encounter. And I've also had situations where I didn't have sex with somebody for weeks of dating and he was cheating on me the entire time. So it doesn't being, let's say, holding out doesn't always guarantee a relationship in the end. But unfortunately, you are running out of time. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Communication is key, multiple, multiple opinions. Thank you. <laughs>